mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us this last hour. Myself and uh, Dennis Brewster, of course, and Steve Horvath just joined us. So just limped good, in. How, good, yeah, good morning, or good afternoon. Well, <laughs> oh, the knee is good-ish. Good-ish? Good-ish. Good-ish. It's hard. So what's the recovery I, like on, on that? First two weeks is tough. Okay. And you, you just do one knee? Just one knee. Just I one have knee. one bad and one good. Okay. So, but, so one good, no, They're one both bad. good, kind of. So, and what I hear, you know, my sister had both her knees done, and she says the one number one thing is you got to get up and do the exercise. PT is you big. have to do the physical stuff. They've actually sent people to my house. Yeah, but really? yesterday was my last in-house PT, and then I start. Monday. So what do they? I mean, like, what do you got to do? do oh, like- there's probably thirty exercises they have me do, maybe twenty. Really? In the beginning, it's not much, and then it builds and builds and. But you have less pain when you do the exercise, from what I understand. Yeah. When she's in there moving that sucker, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it hurts. It, uh, so you know, do they, they bend put, it. like, a whole new yes. knee? Or? I, have, I had a total. Okay. Total knee. So the, the below the so knee. So they, like, cut your saw they, your yeah. bone off or what? Oh, yeah. It's really cool to watch on the. No, the, I don't want to watch. It's actually. <laughs> I don't want to no. know. It's I a, don't, no. Don't even talk about yeah, it. I don't want to know. Actually, I, go to, I watch the cartoon <laughs> version. I don't watch the real one. Okay, oh, they have a cartoon better. version. Okay. One, you know, basically, like, you know, it's a. Okay. Uh, Even that would get to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't do well with There's that. Yeah. I always tell Charlie's people I was in me. automotive yeah, because I have reason. nothing me to do too. with medical. Me too. <laughs> me too. Same deal. No, we I don't think like, I take it. But. That's where we're really alike. But they okay. basically put a new whole socket in. Basically. Yeah. A whole new upper and lower and. You know, and I bet you you were bowing out. Yeah. A little bit. My 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 scar is pretty good. My yeah. wife's was jagged because hers was blowing out. And then it's something yeah. with women's hips and stuff yeah. and how they huh. line up. And My so they sister had to line up grew right. two inches, I did think, you? after they did it because she yeah. was getting bow-legged yeah. because the knees were pushing out. Oh, wow. And she, she's a beautician. She's always standing. Oh, uh, sure. And now yeah. she did them. So, and she's, so when you're done, you'll be like 100%. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a year, though. Okay. But it'll be four months till I play golf. So that's what I'm trying to four get Four months to play <laughs> golf. Okay. Uh, you know what? I've been playing golf a Have lot Good for you. I'm just going out with the next door neighbor, just getting out, just hitting the ball. Chase that little ball around. Yeah. It's actually been some fun. I don't get all into it. You know, we don't keep score. I haven't swung a club in years. It's just fun to do. It's been nice uh, up until the weather changed, and then we quit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Calls. We're here to answer them. 303-477-5600. Phil and Centennial. What's going on, Phil? Holy cow, we got Steve, John, and Dennis. We do. Yeah, you do. The trifecta. That's right. That's right. Actually, I can leave. These guys are going to take over. I'm gone. I'm out of here. No. No. No, please. A lot of brain power going on. Yes. Yeah, well, I need them. I can't do this without them, Phil. All right. Question of the day. And I dipped in and out of the show, but John McCain is the maverick. Okay. Okay. And Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren is a Jeep Cherokee. Okay. Okay. I get it. Well, you know Okay, so John McCain was known as the Maverick. Yep. Yeah. 
And, of course, Elizabeth Warren thinks she's a Native American. Yes, yes. All right. Isn't, but that's okay. And neither is a Jeep Cherokee, by the way. So, yeah, it fits. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I get it. All right. So, question of the day, and I've thrown this one out a couple times, and I haven't heard it, but favorite YouTube mechanic. I think your listeners. Oh, yeah, you know, that's not a bad one. Yeah, you know what? You did, and I'll I'll add that. I don't need them, but we do. So, I'd be interested to see the same ones come up. And that one you guys would all have to help me on because I, I don't do any of that. I have, I have none, so I yeah, would have exactly. to get some help on that one. So, And actually, like there, there's always somebody that's taken something apart that I've not taken apart, and they put a video on. It's nice to look at, you know, and, and you get a few tips. Maybe there's a hidden screw or something that yeah. you don't know. Especially like I was taking apart like an ashtray on a BMW, some weird BMW. Like, you know, yeah, who's, you, who's, who does that? And then yeah. somebody put a YouTube video okay. on it. And you're like, oh, okay. I, I don't have to watch the whole thing. I watch well, I just stuck it in my notes. That's a good one. We'll do yeah. that, Phil. No, it's a good. Thing. All right, I'd love to hear that. So, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, two questions. One has to do with my son's Acura. He can't get it to pass emissions because it says the catalyst isn't ready, and it was in the shop. I don't know, in the September for an oil pan. We think they might have disconnected the battery. And he's driven it around, but how long can it take for that to clear? I've heard a long time, but not that long. I mean, well, how much does he drive? Let, let me ask you that first. Well, you know, I really can't answer that. He doesn't really get on the interstate very much, which I think he needs to. He needs to. He needs to yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And I was just going to say, it, it shouldn't be that long, but it depends on the kind of driving. If you're just going here to the grocery store or, you know, here to campus or, you know, you're driving two or three miles a day, yeah, it could take a really long time if you're not out on the road. So, yeah, I would say get that thing out on the open road first before you do anything. And I've seen lots of methods online. Is there anyone better than the other or? I know it talks about speeding up, slowing down, speeding up. Get on the highway. Half a tank of gas. I would I, say get on the highway and just drive it, yeah, and you will be doing that. I don't think it's that. even a matter of, of you know, how much fuel you're putting through it or anything. It's more of just the type of driving. Got to get the cat nice and hot. Uh, and, again, yeah. we've got enough interstate around here where, you know, just get on I-25, I-70. Even if you get on I-70 and head up the mountain to Evergreen and turn around and come back, anything like that would be enough. Yeah. Okay, and this isn't a code you could – you need a scanner to show this if it's actually past the catalyst. You, need, you, need, to, you need a you need scan tool that will show exactly what that monitor is doing, yes. Okay, good to know. And second question, I got a 08 Fusion. I just kind of started driving it. We've owned it 10 years, but started driving it myself since May. And the cooling fan, I'll drive it down the interstate, come to us first stop and the cooling fan just slowly starts spooling up and it's blasting and it stays that way so i changed the engine coolant temperature sensor last weekend and it really didn't fix the problem although i did let it come to an idle with the fan blowing high and then it finally spooled down to a normal speed does this sound just like a normal cooling fan operation or yeah, and the AC isn't even on, so I mean, no, well, and you could check it by just turning the AC on. It'll spool up fast when you do that, but I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong. Okay, because I'm thinking this is either that sensor or a, the fan relay, but it seems like a fan relay either works or it doesn't. Is it cooling okay and everything? Has it got any temperature going yeah, up or anything? No cooling issues. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no I wouldn't cooling. worry about it. All right, I'm just worried about the cooling fan motor dying early, yeah. although it's. Nah, wouldn't worry about old, that. Fifteen years old, and they'll run a long, long time. It's probably already been doing that all along. So. One, one of the few it's things, probably, and yeah. you know, Stephen 
Dennis can attest to this, but Steve even more so than Dennis and I can. The amount of fans, electric fan motors you put in is nil, Phil. A few times a year. Not that often. I'll go as far as to say this, Phil. I'm guessing that we put less fan motors in now than we used to put fan clutches in. Yeah, if that says anything, yeah. that tells you how long they'll last. Is my well, point. Electric motors pretty reliable. Yeah, they'll device, run a yeah. long, long, long time. Yeah, I've never had one fail, so so I no, right, nothing I'd worry about. I wouldn't day. lose any sleep over it. So, all right, all right, Phil, day. appreciate it very much. Yeah, I mean, used to be, I'm not exaggerating here, guys. Back in the day, it wasn't. It was not uncommon, especially in the summer months, to put several fan clutches a week on. Yeah, was not uncommon at all, especially if they were pulling. You you rarely today put a motor in a you know a fan motor in. No. Compared to you know what you would do, I mean, I would guess if we had Napa here, somebody you know one of the reps from Napa that reps those lines, and ask them what their ratio of fan motors to fan clutches in the old days was, I guarantee you they have stats on that, and I will bet you it is it is way less on fan motors versus fan clutches. Thirty to one or something. I'll bet at least. At least. Yeah. Because fan clutches would go out on our, you know, they'd get loose, they'd go bad, they wouldn't engage, or they'd stay engaged. That's usually what would happen on those. They'd stay engaged all the time. They'd lock up, yeah. you know, rob power, and you'd, you know, you'd hear them whizzing along and oh, yeah. things like that. But we, we don't do very many radiator fan, fans anymore, but we do a lot of heater motors, which are basically oh. the same little thing. I'm, I'm sure it's a cooling thing, but yeah. probably, you know, because that radiator fan Yeah, is I wonder if there. they're more, are they more robust on the actual fan for the cooling itself versus the heater core? The little well, squirrel cage, whatever yeah. we call it, yeah. Because it seems like we we do still do those pretty often. Yeah, well, and they always that was always one of the weak links. Yeah, the little yeah. motor would go bad. Yeah, a little or the wiring. Yeah. Okay, so here's another question. Is it because it's got the big old squirrel cage on the end of it and things just aren't balanced as well, and do you think True. that has more to do with it than even the yeah, motor so most itself? most of the time it's failing because it's making noise. It's, right. The bearing is wearing out right. the actual electric motor. But the ones that were... Because it's hanging <laughs> off the end, you know, six <laughs> inches or so. Yeah, but the ones that were... You know, you had some heaters that had the fan going up. Right. And you didn't replace those as much as you did the ones that were sideways. That's sideways. what I'm saying, you because know, that yeah. weight's hanging off the end, yeah. so you think that's, yeah, that's more to do with it. The point you're making is very valid. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. Food for thought. All right. Nice. We'll be right back, guys. Lines open, 303-477-5600. Question of the day. Give us a politician that reminds you of a car or vice versa, and uh, we'll come right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Well, At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns? Are some rooms colder than you'd like? 
Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call absolute electrical heating and air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, Steve Horvath, Tino's Auto Service with us today. This last hour, Dennis Brewster, of course, with me also. Tom in Lakewood is next. Tom, go ahead. Well, hi there. I had a kind of a follow-up on your discussion on electric vehicles. I get uh, a boating magazine, and they did a uh, test on the Ford F-150 all-electric truck. Mm-hmm. They had some, some good news. Uh you know, acceleration was phenomenal. Like oh, yeah. It was 64 seconds. Oh, yeah. Very nice. And, and the range was actually pretty good. It was up around 300 miles, I think. <laughs> With no load. But then, yeah, no. here's the catcher. Uh, they hooked up a, a trailer with a 21-foot center council fishing boat, mm-hmm. and uh, the mileage dropped to 90 miles yep. range. Yep. Wow. That's one thing on the EVs they have not overcome, and that's going to be one of the biggest issues when it comes to, you know, fleets and things like that, is the one thing they've not been able to overcome is when you put that extra load, that extra weight on the vehicle, or even going uphill, uh, you know, that's one of the things that they are not considering, and it'll be interesting to see what the manufacturers do to overcome that, because it's just... You know, it's it's there's a certain amount of energy there. You're using it up with the extra load that's on the vehicle. I, I, Tom, I don't know how much they, I don't know how much more battery pack they can put in it to overcome that. They, I don't think they can. Yeah, yeah. For a truck application, uh, you know, most people are going to drive at least ninety miles to go to a lake or something well, so. around here, especially um, in Colorado. In yeah. Colorado, you're going. For, you know, we have yeah. no water, as you know, Tom. You're going much much further here. 
yeah. or Nebraska, you know. I can't imagine driving from where I'm at, coming into town. That That is a truck yeah. that for, yeah. for somebody that's going to be towing and hauling, it's it's frankly just unusable. And, and my feeling on the, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, you know, bash the lightning. I think for, you know, a lot of the folks that have a truck where it's a grocery getter, they're hauling some tools here and there and doing some things like that. Is it great and would it work? And as you guys all know, you know, Tom, I, I own an EV, so I'm, you know, I'm not trying to bash him by any, by any stretch of imagination. But you've got to buy them for the right application. And if you're going to be hauling sure. with a truck, that's not it. Sorry. Yeah. just isn't. They made, a, they made one other point that was interesting. Uh, to say you had to charge it at some of these stations, uh, uh, they're really not set up to have a long trailer pulled behind it. No, they're so you not. You have to discon- uh, disconnect the trailer and right. park it someplace. right. So there's an, another nightmare. So <laughs> yeah, there's no pull through EV charge stations is probably the best way to say that that I know of. They're, most of them are designed where you go pull in. The other thing about the Lightning, which most people don't realize, is you cannot fast charge it like you would some of the other vehicles. So some of the complaints that folks have that are out there in the EV world is an F-150 will pull into a fast charge station. It can't accept a fast charge so it's taking up a space where a car that could take a fast charge would but the lightning just takes a standard charge it doesn't have the ability to do the fast charge and so that's one of the ev world complaints tom hmm. yeah it's and uh, just another quick one uh, i stayed at a holiday inn in north carolina here and uh, they had one one charging station in their parking lot so i'm thinking you pull in with your rental car or whatever electric rental and here's a couple cars or parked at the charging station so then what do you do i mean you go in the hotel and wait to hope that the thing frees up i mean yep. it's just going to be yeah, we, we do not have the infrastructure side of that figured out and i think it's going to take you know well first of all the saturation on evs right now is about three percent uh there's some estimates out there tom it might get as high as 10 and even at 10, you're going to have some of the things that you're talking about right now starting to happen. And we're, nobody's thinking through some of the things that you just stated a second ago. It just isn't. Not at no, all. N- yeah. you know, no offense, politicians. What most people don't realize, number one, most politicians don't even drive. So you know, if you were to talk to any of the upper echelon in Washington, D.C., what the gallon of gas is and what it costs, they haven't pumped a gallon of gas in 40 years in most cases. So they have no clue what this whole driving world is even all about. And yet, everybody out there listening, please hear me when I say this. You're voting for people that are affecting your day-to-day driving that have no clue how it works because they haven't driven in years. Yep. Exactly. Hmm. All right, guys. Tom, thanks. I appreciate it very much. And guys, I'm not trying to be hard on politicians, but it's the truth. They are they are making policy and affecting your day to day life, and yet haven't been behind the wheel in in some cases forty years. Or in in the neighborhoods, they don't know what's going on in the they neighborhoods. Have the foggiest idea. They haven't lived in a neighborhood in yeah. forty years. You know, we, we were we were uh, last night. Pam and I were just standing outside at our deck, you know, talking about some things, and we watch a truck go by with pulling a trailer okay. full of four four horses. Okay, big old trailer. She goes. What are they going to do when that has to be an electric truck? How is yeah. that going to do anything? Yeah. I said, Pam, that's a long ways away from coming. The horses will be pulling the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <It could be. laughs> yeah. It's, it, well, to your point, Dennis, it's a long way away because we don't have currently, and, and I don't really see, I, you know, you guys know me. I read a lot. I get a lot of things sent my way, different press releases and so on. Uh, despite what you might hear from some of the folks out there in the media world, there is no new major battery breakthrough technology no. that's going to fix what Tom and Dennis just said a moment ago. It doesn't exist. Yep. 
And how much dirt does it cost? I mean, how much dirt do they have to move to get to the get the, to that? It's like five hundred thousand tons to make enough for a Tesla battery. Yeah, one yeah. car. One car. Five hundred thousand tons for one car. Yeah. How much is that diesel that's moving that? A lot. Costing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've said for years, and I'll keep saying it. Number one, if you think you're saving the earth by buying either a hybrid yeah. or a or well, any new car for that matter, uh, think again. You're not. Number one, the earth doesn't need save. But number two, if you think you're going to save the earth by doing that, you're crazy. It's just that the math doesn't make sense. It yeah. doesn't work. And there, there's enough oil out there that can last us more than 200,000, 300,000 years. There's, there's tons of oil and We still. won't be around that long. No, my, my prediction always has been, you know, on the Daily Show and even here, we will find alternatives to what we're doing in that world and the, the how do you want to say it? And if there's even some oil experts out there that will agree with me on this, peak not peak oil, but peak demand. There's no such thing as peak oil. But yeah. peak demand for oil will probably peak within the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. In other words, our, our wanting of, of you know, using of oil yeah. is going to peak here in the not-too-distant future, and we'll start using less and less just because <coughs> other technologies and things will come along that will supplant that anyway. So bottom line, uh, peak demand is very, very close to being here as it is. Yeah. Not peak oil. That's yeah. two different words. Right. Peak demand of oil yeah. will start to... Diminishes the time, you know, as time goes by. Well, here. we don't just use oil for cars, though. We make a lot of other products Tires, with oil that things. people are not remembering. Well, what everybody forgets, especially in the environmental movement, you can't build any of this "quote unquote" green energy devices without oil. Right. You have to have right. it first. That is the baseline for everything we do. Yep. Without it, we don't build anything. Right. That mouse you're holding took uh, oil the, to build. The, most of the clothing people wear, you wouldn't have without oil. Right. So I'm looking at, you know, Steve's got a nice <laughs> little snap-on jacket here that's polyester that doesn't get made without oil. Right. You're in the same way. Right. Even cotton. You know, what it takes to yeah. even produce cotton and get it out and get it done and handle. Your computer. Anything. We, Anything. We, we need plastics. We, we need oil. Yep. It's just the way it is. Mark and Wiggins, what's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Been listening to you all morning. Great show. Um, but I, I heard the uh, question of the day, which I have uh, maybe uh, one comment on that. Uh, but I wanted to ask a question. If you guys, you guys were talking about Teslas and driving on the electrics versus uh, gas. Yes. But here's a guy guy on youtube that took a you uh a uh, tesla i think it's a tesla three maybe it's a tesla s and he he converted the trunk area into like a firewall with the <laughs> rear window out and put a generator back there oh, geez. and is driving around town with his generator back there <laughs> to see how many miles he could get on this thing and not not have to stop for charging it's it's pretty funny to which watch, he's but. had to have done something unique because all EVs are not allowed to charge and drive at the same time. So he's had to have done something, oh, really? either that or it's a gimmick, Mark, because you cannot plug in yeah. and drive. Yeah. They won't let right. you. Well, if, if the car's plugged I, I in, the car's inoperable. The, I don't know what kind of electrics he did, if he really did make it, but it's it's kind of funny to watch anyway. Just the My guess is it's a spoof because you, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys were talking about uh, cars and politicians, and I thought, you know, there's a lot that come to mind, but I don't want to say anything mean on the air because I, you know, just don't want sure. to. But I thought I haven't heard anybody talk about the Hummer, the H1 Hummer. The old H1, one of my favorite cars, by the way. I wish I had one. Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger drove that thing around like it was cool. I know, <laughs> they are, and they are cool. If you've ever been around one, they are yeah. cool. They're fun to drive. They are cool. They're fun to drive. I, I've gotten that experience. Not not like a, a nice one. It was a military version one. Yeah, I mean, they are, they're, as you know, Mark, they're not, a, even the civilian units, they are not a luxury 
item. They're not a speed demon, I mean, even the ones with the Duramaxes in them. They work really well, but they're you know you're not going anywhere fast. It's just it's just a cool factor. Yeah. It's it's definitely just a look or style for sure. Exactly. Great show, guys. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it very much. Yeah. And yeah, in fact, if we would all had a brain back in the day, you'd have bought a original M1 Hummer. You'd have kind of sat on that thing because they are bringing a boatload of money really? today. Oh mm-hmm. my word! Yeah, if you own one, you've you've not lost any money. You've made a bunch of money on those cars. So, Bill and Lakewood, what's going on? Do I get a, a bonus for calling? Twice? You get a bonus, Bill. You bet. Yep. Hey, I, I missed what that rag was. Is it that Norwex? Norwex. So N O R W E X. Norwex. Your website now. And then also, you know, I, I had to get a new battery put it on the tr- in the truck that that sits quite a bit. Well, it sits forever all the time. Okay. Am I better off starting it like once a month? No, you're better off putting a battery tender on it. Just yeah. buy yeah, the like, buy the battery tender brand. Napa sells them. You're best off doing that. It is electronically computer controlled. It knows exactly when the battery needs charged. It does. It tops it off. It it, it does exactly what it's supposed to. So it's it's really a set it and forget it. So yep. then this Norwex towel, this will wipe that, that fog that's inside the windshield? You name it. It'll take you right off. Good. Okay. They sell it out on Amazon? Amazon does sell it. Yes, it does. You're, okay. you're correct, Bill. Okay, thanks. You're very welcome, Bill. And you can buy it right from their website as well. And I think if producer Anna's listening, we should put a link up on our website where you can actually click there and go buy it that way because... It helps uh, her out. Yeah, it does yeah. help Ann out. So, Ann, if that's something you want to do, feel free to do that. So, Mike and Denver, hang tight. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back. We have a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service, and Dennis Brewster will be back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Due to recent changes in the law, many more individuals will now qualify for the tax credit on their ACA health plan. Take advantage of open enrollment from November 1st through January 15th. Call GIA Insurance to review your health insurance policy now. Paul Inigro and his team will explain everything, shop, and help you enroll into the right plan to fit your needs. Make an appointment today by calling 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA Insurance is an authorized enrollment center for Connect for Health Colorado, Colorado's official health insurance marketplace and the only place where you can qualify for an advanced premium tax credit to help lower your premiums. Plans and prices change every year. With GIA Insurance, you will get the best plans at the best price for your health and financial needs. Call GIA Insurance, your local enrollment center today at 303-423-0162, extension 100. It pays to shop for health insurance. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. 
we welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff, Napa Auto Parts. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home, or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate, but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, and yeah, you just heard that ad for Worldwide Vintage Autos. I had mentioned that to our caller last hour as well. If you know of somebody, so if you're looking for a vintage car, nice place to go. If you're looking to get rid of something, you know a family member, somebody you're you know trying to downsize, or in that particular case, there's a neighbor, friend, family that's got older vehicles, you have no idea where to go with them, 
trust me, folks, by the time you dink around with trying to get it sold, you know, you're, you're going to go to Hemmings and do an auction or you're going to go to eBay, do auctions, and you mess around with all that stuff. And if you don't know the vehicle and everything that entails selling it, you're not going to get them even top dollar. Just call Worldwide Vintage Autos. They'll come look at the vehicle. They'll give you a price as to what they feel like they can get out of the car. They'll take it off your hands. They put it in their showroom. You know, inside of their, in, you know, they've, they've got a big, huge warehouse where they put all the cars. They'll advertise it. They sell it. They do it. They handle it. And at the end of the day, you just get a check. It's it, it's that simple. It's so that painless. Yeah, it isn't worth dinking with, frankly, unless it's something you do on a regular basis. Mike in Denver, you're next. Um, Hello, Mike. Hello. Hello. Yeah, this is Mike. Good deal for you, Mike. Well, I got a 2013 Kia that's in a dealership up on Arapahoe Road. Been there for a couple of weeks, going on three weeks. Okay. And it will not shift out of being a, um, a uh, well, there's a, in front of the shift knob. Yeah, the emergency uh, release thing, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're the disengaging release. the interlock manually is what you're doing. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, they fixed it last month for 1500 and change. Uh, now it's in again with the same problem. They've had, like I said, they've had it for a couple of weeks, and um, they're not finding the problem. Well, they said that it could be the uh, auto leveler for the headlights is blowing a fuse, oh. creating a problem. But, okay. Uh, this is all new stuff to me. I'm, you know, I'm a points and plug guy. So I'm an old guy, so trying to figure out what's going on. Well, it, it, it's possible that what they're saying is true and that it's blowing the fuse, but if that's the case, fix it. I mean, <laughs> none of this is not fixable. I mean, every car made on this earth is mechanically made by men. They're fixable by men as well. There's no such thing as an unfixable car. It always bothers me when somebody says, well, I can't figure it out. We can't do this. I'm tired of the can'ts. Fix it. It's a car. It's made by men. Figure it out. Fix it. It's not, this, it's not that complicated. Well, okay, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm getting the runaround. You're getting the runaround. Yes. Yes, you're yeah. getting the runaround, Mike. Yeah, you are. Okay. Well, so I would get on them. I, would, I, I always hate to threaten, but I would get on them and say, listen, you've had the car. I spent 1500 bucks. You still don't have it fixed. Either I get something done by X date or I'm calling my attorney, and that's where you call Kevin Flesh and get him involved if need be. How do you spell that last name? F-L-E-S-C-H. His number is 303-806-8886. Okay. F-L-E-S-C-H? F-L-E-S-C-H. Kevin Flesh. Flesh Law Firm. Thank you, Mark. You're very welcome, Mike, and Kevin's a great guy. He'll be up on, sometimes on Sportsman of Colorado after this, depends on if they're doing fishing and whatever. Kevin's the big fisherman part of that show. Uh, Scott does all of the other stuff, and together they make Sportsman of Colorado happen, but that's Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm, and he's my guy. He's my personal attorney, and if if you need anything at all, he's he's the guy to call. I don't have a business now. There you go. (laughs) Frank and Greeley, you're next. Hi, John. I called earlier this year about an issue I'm having with my 98 Chevy pickup. Okay. Three-quarter ton, 5.7. I've had it for 22 years. It's been a great truck, but it started developing this no-start issue. Like every couple of months, it would just refuse to start. And I found when it did that, 
the fuel pump was not running. Hmm. And if you leave it sit for about 15 minutes, then it fires right up and everything's fine. Okay. Well, I got tired of it, so I took it to my local shop, and they ran their scan tool on it and said, we can't find anything wrong. And unless it does it while it's in our shop, we have no way of looking it up. Okay. So I pretty much gave up on it, and uh, then later on this summer, I took it to my shop to get the upper control arms replaced and a power steering hose, and they did that. Everything was fine. They put it in the parking lot, called me to pick it up. I went down to pick it up. It would not start. So I went in there and told him, and he ran out with his scan tool, plugged it in, and uh, got a P1160 or something like that code on it, looked it up on his computer, And it said it could have been any of a number of problems, but the most common one was a ignition control module under the dash. Okay. So I went ahead and had that replaced. Have not had a problem with it since then. Okay. So just FYI, if somebody runs across that issue, that might be something to check out. I'm not. Cool. I, go ahead, Steve. No, no, I, I think that's a great idea. It's great. Yeah, and my car that reminds me of a politician would have to be the Ford Flex. Reminds me of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, good one. It's not a Tuma. There you go. Good one. Good one, Frank. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Thanks for the update as well. We we appreciate that. Mike in Westminster, you are next. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, John. Um, I got an O2 Silverado. Okay. And I don't drive it as much as I used to because it kills me on gas. So I want to put a tender on it, but I'm looking at the battery, and it's side mount. Yep. Where do I get? Um, should be in the, should be in the kit. Yeah, should should be in the kit with the with the uh, tender. They they have them that big because everything I've seen have been real small. Well, they either have alligator clips or they have a big circle uh, mm-hmm. uh, eyelet. I think we call yeah, it. Yeah, either way. That, that you could unscrew it and put it between the battery and the right. uh, and the okay. Because that was my next guess is to go ahead and cut and splice and do it my, my no, no, and, and no, no. And, and, and another really quick um, tip on. Side post terminals, which I used to use this a lot, and it's really simple and easy to do. If you if you can't get, how should I say this? If you're having a hard time getting that that terminal under the battery cable and getting the original factory uh, lug back on and all of that, you can cheat. You can take a three eighths bolt, just a three eighths coarse bolt with two nuts on it. Get it, get it all, get a full thread. You know, so it's got plenty of length, about an inch inch and a half or so bolt. Take the two nuts. Spin them on down. You actually put your put your terminal in between two of the nuts, and you'll put your, your battery tender between two of the nuts. Go ahead and take the lug that's there in the battery cable out. Replace it with this 3-8 bolt instead. Go ahead and turn it in, not all the way. Just get it to where it bottoms out, and then turn the bottom nut down, then turn the other nut on top of that to tighten up your battery tender wire, and you're in good shape, Mike. I like that. I, I had to do something like that on a machine interlock last night. <laughs> okay didn't have the right bolt to go back in it, so I just put a regular quarter-inch bolt. I, I did the 3 eighths bolts on those side terminal GM batteries for years and years, especially when we were adding all sorts of accessories, winches, things like that. It, oh, yeah. And you can use, the anodi- you know, use a zinc anodized bolt so they don't have the corrosion that you would get. That's what somebody's going to call and say, well, you use the right bolt. Okay, yeah. Use an anodized <laughs> bolt, You're not, which, by the way, is where most people would get one anyways. But use an anodized bolt. Use anodized nuts. You don't need a washer or anything. Just go ahead and put the nut all the way down. 
uh, tight against the you know against the battery cable, so it tightens up against the the battery itself, and then use the other nut to tighten up whatever wiring you would want to have on the battery as an accessory in a way. And you don't need to go out and buy all the fancy because there are other units. You can go to NAP in different places and buy all sorts of side post battery gimmick things that you know allow you to do what I'm telling you. But a three eighths bolt with two nuts does the same thing, Mike. Well, yeah, straight straight post to post is all I want. But there you go. Um, a car to politician. And I apologize to Henry Ford. The Model T that you saw, Laurel and Hardy drive. Yes. President Biden, I mean Biden. Model <laughs> T and Biden. You know, it's, you can have that in any color you want as long as it's black, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, have a good day. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. I hope I explained that well enough on the battery terminal, you know, no, it makes sense. side posts on, on GM You could, do, you could do a YouTube video for us on it. If you I want. could probably do a YouTube video, yeah. I've never done one of those, but for years and years. And again, I, I know today there's all sorts of people that took kind of that idea of what I'm telling you. Guys got really fancy. They started machining different ways yeah. of doing that. And even some of the snow plow guys, they would give you this little kind of shank adapter that you could screw in. But at the end of the day, we used to throw all those things away, and you'd put a 3-8 bolt in it and do it the way I'm talking, and you never had any issues. And right. it, it may not look the coolest, so for a lot of you guys that are looking for the cool factor, no, they don't look cool. But here's the nice thing I always liked about it. When you've got that nice bolt sticking out there, if you ever had to jumpstart one, you've, instead of those stupid little side terminals GM used, which got a lot, you know, I love GM, but I always hated those stupid side yeah, terminals. They, Granted, they, they didn't corrode like a top post did, but... Man, they were tough to jumpstart or anything yeah. else. When you've got that nice three eighths bolt there, you can put a, you know, you can put a clamp on that thing really well, and they work great. Whether you're jumping somebody else or jumping that, it works really well. I wonder so. how many electrical systems GM saved by not making it so easy to jump cars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> a lot. lot. So. All right, we'll take a quick our last break. Craig and Soren, you guys hang tight. One line open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? 
Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560, one line open, 303-477-5600. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service, and Dennis Brewster. Soren, you are next. Hey, I got a couple of cars that remind me of politicians. Let's hear it. Um, the Kia Soul, Kamala Harris. The Kia Soul and Harris. The okay. ugliest car ever invented. It is an ugly car. <laughs> I do not like that car. You are correct. And then the beast. The presidential beast. Yeah. Reminds me of the president. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Yeah. That's quite the car, by the way. Most people don't realize how, how cool that car actually is, but that car is actually very cool. How many horsepower does that car I have? I have no idea, and they won't tell us. Well, you wonder why they don't tell us. It's, I, I, I can tell you that I know enough to know that I, I believe, nobody knows this for positive, but I believe banks... Because that's a six six Duramax they put in that vehicle. I, I believe Banks builds a hopped up six six Duramax for that car. Is I think what they do. I I don't have any proof of that, but that's my gut feeling, Soren. Because hmm. Banks does a lot of military high end. You know, they they'll take yeah. a Duramax and hop it up and get a thousand plus horsepower out of them and so on. In fact, there's some videos on some of the things they do militarily speaking. And I would venture to guess Banks build a builds a hopped up six six Duramax for that thing. Well, they gotta have pretty good power. And that's why it that. runs like it does. It's yeah. it's not a gas engine car. Trust me in that. It's a, it's yeah. got a diesel oh, yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah, they run. Yeah. So, anyways, thanks. Exactly, exactly. Soren, thanks. Appreciate it very much. And yeah, if, if you want to research the beast, there's some information on it, but a lot of it is, of course, top secret and. They don't give you all the details. You, you did, but we did a show about it. We once. did. I remember doing that. That was fun. It's we actually very cool. There's there's a lot of cool things on that. So, Craig and Wheatridge, you're next. Hey, John. Hey, Craig. Working outside. It's nice out. It's warmed up a little bit. I'm heading that way, and I'm going to do the exact same thing when I get home. Yep. Ditto. I got to do yep. the same thing. Yep. Um, your comment about the battery technology, you're exactly right. You know, I've had to explain to people, you know, that are driving Teslas and and whatever basically they're just sitting on a whole battery tray full of slightly larger than double a batteries yeah. multiple yeah they're, it and and they shake thousands their heads in amazement not multiple thousands of them they're sitting on like eight thousand or yeah, something. there's a lot of them yeah. there's a ton yeah. 
And and they shake their heads in amazement. I said, "Yeah, that's you're you're basically looking at a bunch of penlight batteries under underneath your you know the passenger compartment. It's it's not really advanced technology by any means." No, the only thing he did that made it advanced was how he connects all of them, manages them, cools them, and so on. That was the one thing. There's sixty eight hundred. There's sixty eight hundred uh, individual. There's eighteen thousand six hundred fifty cells. And then your your comment about politicians not having a clue. Now, do you remember Kamala Harris when she was trying to demonstrate how to charge an electric car? She yes, wondered, didn't even know where to. You know, she, she thought she had to wait for it. And and she was like, "There's, uh, is it going to make sounds? You know, like you right. know when you fill the gas tank, right. you know, filling up. I mean, she had no clue. She was the worst possible person to try to promote, you know, buying an electric. The average car. politician. I know there's a few newbies that have driven lately and so on and. Those are some of the, you know, some of the freshmen uh, congressmen and senators might have a, a, you know, an idea of what we're talking about. But Craig, the majority of folks in Washington D.C. have no idea what we're talking about when it comes to cars. Yeah, that's why I think term limits yeah. got to come they're, on. They're we they're trying to make limit. policy for yeah. things they know nothing of. But how are you going to get them to make? Well, yeah, they're not, not going to do that. Not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, but but yeah, they, they're so out of touch. They are. Yeah, and they're so and then, old. You know, you mentioned you really don't want politicians driving. I mean, look, Polly, look at uh, Polly Pelosi, for example. Mm-hmm. Good point. That's all I'm going to say. No, good point. Craig, thanks, as always. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Dave and Centennial, question of the day. Go ahead. Hey, John. Uh, I think Nancy Pelosi would be compared to the thing. <laughs> oh, the old Volkswagen. I love that one. Yeah, the Volkswagen thing. The old Volkswagen. And I think the guy in... Uh, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania that uh, beat Dr. Oz, I think he would be the ideal Hugo. Okay. Yeah? Fetterman? Yeah, Fetterman. Yeah. Fetterman. Okay. Yeah. okay. What All a right. joke. Yeah, I, okay, yeah. I, I can't believe he got back in. Blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just the, the thing that the election taught all of us is a simple thing that if there's a D next to their name yep. it doesn't matter whether it's hitler or the biggest child molester of the world those people will vote for them yep. they have no standard they have no moral i don't think i can argue with you dave yeah yep. stay safe thanks thanks for man show, appreciate it dave very much Bye-bye. and uh got, got time for maybe a call or more call or two more if you want to call in 303-477-5600 and yeah and, and by the way craig brought up a great point the average ev owner even folks that are buying evs they have no idea what makes up the battery pack that's even driving that vehicle. They think it's just one big, gigantic, you know, battery. Right. No, it is not that. In, in battery technology on EVs, there's one of, you know, two or three ways of doing it. Tesla's way is they use a, like Steve said, not much bigger than a AA battery. There's a gazillion of them, about 7,000 roughly, that they all interconnect. And by the way, in a Tesla, even if one of those goes bad... The car shuts down. Mm-hmm. Just one battery bad on a Tesla is all it takes to shut that whole thing down. Because they know that if they keep running that with that one bad cell and they have any kind of a catastrophe, the car's in for it. It's done. It lights up. It's, it's gone. It's a goner. So they do not allow the vehicle to move if that one cell is bad. Something else that's interesting about EVs that most people don't know, Tesla included, is when that happens and it goes into shutdown mode, you need a roll-off tow truck full of Vaseline... And I'll say why the Vaseline in a second. 
to get it loaded and then dumped back off. And the reason you need the Vaseline, and Dennis will know this, is because it needs to be slick on the surface of the rollback because it's locked up. Yeah. You're dragging that thing up onto that rollback because it ain't coming out of park. Yeah, we use skates. Yeah, they skate things. Skate yeah. them on yeah. or WD-40 yeah. or Vaseline yeah. it or whatever. But you're dragging that thing up on the rollback is my point. Yeah. So you've got the Vaseline for one of two reasons. I won't get into the second one, but that's the reason you got it on the rollback. So bottom line is when that EV is dead, it's dead. It ain't moving. It ain't going to neutral. There's no interlock thing you're pushing. It's, it's done. It's parked. And you know firemen don't want to touch those cars when they're in accidents. They won't take a Jaws for life and go over there and cut into it because if it's they do, they're dead. It's a problem. So yeah. there's a whole other set of issues that we could get into when it comes yeah. to that. But most people have no idea when it comes to EVs and even some of the hybrids what's involved on the battery uh, technology end of things. So David is next. Go ahead, David. Yeah, um, I haven't uh, called in over a year, but I still listen every week. Well, thank but, you. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought, uh, like, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, he reminds me of, uh, like, a dragster because Slick Willie. And they have slick <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Good slick one. Good one, David. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a conservative, but you gotta, you got to admit, if it wasn't for all his his sexual problems he was he was one heck of a good politician <laughs> he is know? a good politician yes. and you know honestly when you look at where even that party has gone from where it was he would not fit in that party today as the That's same true. president david that is true that, he would that. not yeah. He'd be far right. too conservative for those guys. Yes. And that's yeah. that's yeah, saying something right there. Yeah, exactly. I never thought of it that way. I never thought. All right, of it. that's all. Appreciate it, David. Day. Yeah, no, he he would not fit, you know, as president. Now he yeah. fits in the party today cuz who he is, of course, but as president back then he would not fit into the party today. No, not at all. So. You're right. Anyways. Yeah, so really quick back to the EV thing. Uh most people don't understand EVs. Most people don't understand the technology going into them until we see some huge battery breakthroughs. Some of what we've talked about today, even in regards to range on the bigger trucks and so on. I mean, keep in mind, some of these bigger trucks that they're going to be using for like Amazon and deliveries and so on, you know, you got to think about this. The entire floor, the yeah. cargo area of that van will be one big, huge battery pack to give it enough power to do what it needs to do all day long. And hope to heck the guy doesn't drop a bottle of water on it. Sure. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. Now, in, in Florida, was the Teslas also catching on fire? Some of them were because the salt water had, you know, very corrosive. It's a very yep. corrosive, right? Uh, uh, you know, fluid, if you would. Salt water is very corrosive, so it would, it would, do ha- it would wreak havoc on a lot of those EVs and even hybrids and things like that. So, yeah, some were just spontaneously combusting because of the corrosion that was there. Yeah, yes. and, you know, like, so if you live near the coast and you have one of these cars, you've got to be careful because there's sometimes there's fog and there's moisture that comes yes. through and mist. And Yeah, a lot of misconceptions when it comes to EV. By the way, on both sides of the aisle, I've talked about this during the week. You know, conservatives, I think, have a misconception and do some labeling that isn't correct. I'll, on the same token, the other side does some labeling and things that are also not correct. And no, they are not a cure-all to all of the quote-unquote problems that they think we have. By the way, we don't have problems. Ice engines work very well. They're getting extreme mileage now, way more than we ever got before. The GDI engine has really enabled the the uh, you know the four-stroke engine to improve its not only power but fuel consumption and so on. And there's all sorts of new things coming out. There's new type of connecting rods now that are becoming more uh, more readily available. There's some stuff at SEMA where they're doing some different things with connecting rods that'll even make an ice engine more powerful, fuel efficient, and so on. 
again, we haven't even tapped into all of the the uh, proficiencies that a four-stroke engine can right. perform. It's getting better and better all the time. I'm afraid, though, that politically speaking, we're pushing things in a way that doesn't necessarily need to be pushed. Doesn't need to be pushed. I don't say it that way. It just doesn't need to be pushed. We let the free market determine what direction right. these things could head. If people really want to buy an EV, fine. They'll be available. They can buy it. More and more companies will make them you know, more readily available. Now, here's something else to make note of, which most people don't realize. To my knowledge, outside of Tesla, I don't think any of the manufacturers are making money on their EVs. Uh, they're losing right. 18000 they're, lo- they're, they're losing money on every 18. single EV they sell. Now, Tesla is different because <coughs> of their manufacturing process, how long they've done it, and so on. They're unique, and, and they're making money, by the way, off of credits and some of their technology they're reselling and so on. There's all sorts of things that they're doing to make money, and it's not off of, of just the vehicle itself. But most of the manufacturers are losing money on their EVs, and until that changes, you're not going to see more of them. That's my prediction. So, guys, that's it for today. Drive Radio, Sportsman of Colorado coming up next. Dennis, thanks, as you always. Bet. Steve yeah. Horvath, why don't you give me your phone number so oh, folks sure. can call you if need be. 303-794-6700. All right, we'll see you guys, by the way, on Monday, Rush to Reason three o'clock in the afternoon otherwise have a fantastic weekend this is drive radio klz 560 still haven't had enough go to drive-radio.com email your questions and comments download previous programs and find lots of useful information including your nearest colorado select auto care center that's drive-radio.com thanks for listening to drive radio sponsored by the member shops of colorado select auto care centers on klz 560.